Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. We have arrived. Gems, jets, silhouettes, champagne in the sky. Fine premieres and fireworks every single night. Gold, diamonds, caviar, life is but a dream. When every day you're living in is featured on TV. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. We have a music icon on the show. Of course, I'm referring to Countess Luann from The Real Housewives of New York. I'm so excited for you guys to hear my chat. She's one of the few Real Housewives I have not had the opportunity to interview on this program. I talked to her right before she left for the Housewives All-Stars. So I can't wait for you guys to hear my chat. The new season of Veroni starts this week. After my conversation with Lou, I have a talk with Cammie and Neve, who host MTV's Catfish, which also returns for their new season this Tuesday night on MTV. But before I get into Lou, I do have to tell you a quick little story. Now, when it comes to these interviews, I always reach out to the Everything Iconic Patreon to see if any of you guys have questions for the guests. And I try my best to get to all of them. You know, I always come up with my list, and then I print out the questions from Patreon. And if there's any that I didn't have on my list or things that I might not have thought about, I try to highlight them, and then I'll add them to my list, and I'll I'll go through with the guests. And the guests always have a limited amount of time, so sometimes I get to the questions from the Patreon, and other times I don't. Well, when I reached out about Lou, I had more question submissions than ever before. I mean, I think it was four pages when I printed out of questions, and I did not get a chance to go in with my highlighter and highlight the unique questions. So I sit down to do this interview with Luann over Zoom. Again, limited time, but I wanted to make sure I got to some of those submitted questions. So I'm talking to Lou, and I'm so excited. We're talking about the new season. We're talking about the cabaret, Chicago, so many different things. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, I, I don't have much time left. I better move to those Patreon questions. So I grab my four sheets of paper that I printed out that were not highlighted. And I'm thinking, okay, I knew there was a few questions on page two that I thought were really good. I really wanted to get to. And I'm looking, and my pages were out of order. And I didn't highlight anything. So I didn't know where the question I was looking for is. Well, there was a question that was submitted a few different times um, that was not a question I was going to ask because, you know, I, I didn't know that so many of you listeners would be that interested. However, a few people did submit this question about Luann's reaction to the Suez Canal. Okay, now, I don't know if you guys followed. The Suez Canal was in the news about a week or two ago. Actually, probably like three weeks now. It was the Suez Canal. Luann, of course, has a connection to the Suez Canal because of the De La Seps, her ex-husband, you know, they had a big part in the Suez Canal. So I get why people had written in that question. However, it wasn't something that I was anticipating getting to with Luann because I thought, what is she going to say about the Suez Canal? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think. I mean, like, yeah, she had some loose connection to it, but I'm not sure that you guys are turning, tuning into everything iconic to hear Countess Luanna Real Housewife talk about the Suez Canal. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, I don't always get it right. 
So anyway, I'm going to those Patreon questions, and I can't find the one I wanted. And Luann was wrapping up the answer to the previous question. And so the first thing I see as I'm looking down at these papers is, what's your thoughts on the Suez Canal? Or something along those lines. So then I ask Luann, she gives an answer, it's great, whatever, you guys will hear it in the interview. And then I wrap up the entire interview. I get on the phone with my best friend, Beth. I'm talking to her, and she's like, what are you up to? And I was like, oh, I just got done with an interview with The Real Housewives. She goes, oh, what did you guys talk about? I said, oh, about the upcoming season or cabaret show in the Suez Canal. And my friend, <laughs> I wasn't even thinking, like, because we did talk about the Suez Canal, but, like, I didn't even think about explaining that to my best friend, Beth, about how this woman was a Real Housewife who was married to a count who had uh, some connection to the Suez Canal. And so uh, my friend Beth, who had no idea like who specifically I was talking about, and then also just didn't understand the reasoning about why I'd ask a real house about the Suez Canal, she said, uh, very straight-faced, she says, well, did you also ask about 9-11? You guys. <laughs> I laugh so hard, you guys. I laugh so hard. She says, did you? Uh, I mean, of course, I'm not laughing at 9-11. I'm laughing at the fact that my friend is like, why the fuck did you ask her about current events and history? Like why she or why did you ask about world history or at the Suez Canal? Like she didn't get it, and I then I had to explain. I said, well, you know, Luann had this connection to Suez Canal. People wanted to know about it. So you guys, I got the answers to your question. Is what I'm trying to get to, and I don't I don't know if you tune into this podcast to hear Luann's reaction to the Suez Canal scenario that happened three to four weeks ago, but you're gonna get it. You're going to get it because, you know what, I work for the people. I work for you guys. And to be honest, actually, it made me laugh so hard. I'm so grateful that those people wrote in asking me to ask Luann about the Suez Canal. So I'm going to play my chat for you guys. Now, a lot of people also wrote in and said, will you do your impression of Luann? Which, you guys, my impression is the impression of Cookie Monster Yoda slash Grover from Sesame Street. It's just like, Gems Jet Silhouettes! Like, that's my that's my terrible impression of Luann. And I would have loved to do it, but I was a little bit scared. I was a little bit skittish. However, I did ask Luann about people doing an impression for her, of her. And she did, uh, you guys will hear that. But I wanted to get confirmation that Luann, which I had heard before, that she doesn't care if I do an impression of her. So, uh, you know, we got the answers to that. And I'm happy to say that I can continue doing my Luann impression, um, whether you guys like it or not. So, without further ado, <laughs> without further ado. I'm so embarrassing. Without further ado, I'm going to play my chat for you guys with Countess Luann, and then stick around for Neve and Cami, the hosts of MTV's Catfish. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. If you want any of the Everything Iconic merch, just go to everythingiconic.store. We have great Mother's Day gifts that say Queen Icon Legend. Go shop. Have a good time. Uh, so let's get to my chat with the one, the only, Countess Luann. Beauty, class, and elegance lie within the soul. Money, power, and romance are waiting for us all. I am so excited. I'm here with the one and only Countess Luann. Uh, Luann, first of all, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. I am uh, happily in New York and uh, feel like the energy is coming back um, to the city. And that makes me really happy to see. Right. You know, I got to say, I asked right. people um, from the Everything Iconic Patreon to write in questions, and so many of the questions were about just how you're aging backwards. You're like a Benjamin <laughs> Button. And um, a lot of people wanted to just know right off the bat, do you have any beauty tips that you can share with people? Like, what are you doing, Lou? First of all, I'm happy. Uh, second of all, I'm not drinking, so that makes me even happier. <laughs> um 
and uh, keeps the weight off, I got to say, and uh, just being healthy and taking care of myself. And uh, I've been traveling quite a bit, uh, meaning most recently, you know, in Mexico and um, just, you know, doing yoga and um, uh, doing, um, you know, uh, sweat lodges and, you know, trying to get more grounded. And, you know, I've always been a big uh, yogi and into spiritual life and um, and just feeling, trying to stay grounded and connected. And I think one of the best ways I've been doing that is running outside also. You know, I try to get outside and connect with nature. And um, and listen, uh, a good diet helps. And, you know, just, you know, I'm doing the fasting thing. So a lot of people want to know how I'm staying in shape. So I do the fasting thing. And the intermittent to, fasting? Yeah, trying not to eat before like 10 in the morning and not after 6 at night kind of thing. Um, and, and if I do eat at night, it's like a lot lighter than what I would eat during the day. Um, and really Mediterranean diet. So, you know, and just moving around. You mentioned travel and I saw on social media, you were with some of the previous housewives of Miami and there's rumors that they're filming now again for a new season. Could we see you pop up on there? I have this idea fantasy in my head that you were visiting them and we're going to get like a little cameo from you in the, in the upcoming season. So I'm sorry. I I didn't get the the top of the question. Uh, The real house was of Miami. There was a rumor that they're filming a new season. And I saw that you were with some of them recently on Instagram. Is there a way we could see a Lou cameo on the upcoming season? Well, you know, why not? I like Miami, (laughs) you know, and I love the girls down there and I'm excited for them. Uh, to come back because I think it's kind of long overdue. We should right. have a Housewives of Miami. Right. Latin Spice. I know. I know. Uh, talk to me about your upcoming season. I got a chance to watch the premiere. I thought it was great. What was it like filming and going into this new season for you? Well, listen, you know, it's uh, we're going through a pandemic, Black Lives Matter, um, and an election year. So it's, it's it wasn't, you know, it was like, tumultuous and um and i gotta give it hats off to the bravo production team because you know we couldn't go to the same places you know we couldn't travel you know so we had to get really creative and um and there was a lot of you know red tape to get through in order to get to where we needed to go um so i you know bravo did a great job with that and our our production team and also you know this season feels different because you know we're at home more and i feel like you're in our personal space more. And I feel like that's a good way to get to know someone is actually being in where they live. Um, so, and we've been through so much. I feel like this season, we really wanted to have fun and be funny. And, um, and we you're just- always funny. You ladies are the funniest <laughs> on Bravo, the best show oh, on Bravo. Thank you. I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're quick and this is a quick group of girls and, you know, we're New Yorkers. So, you know, things move fast here. And, uh, and so it's, I think the season, you know, is filled with so many different surprises. I mean, we live in a diverse, you know, community uh, of New York City and culture, et cetera. So, you know, I'm proud we have, you know, our first um, Black cast member, Ebony, and she's a powerful, uh, smart woman who uh, kind of, you know, gets into the show and uh, kind of like Leah, she kind of fits from the very beginning. And I have a lot of respect for her. And I think people, you know, even though we get into it, we, you know, we go through it and, and it's a conversation that needs to be had. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy that she's a part of the cast and it's going to feel like a different 
season for sure. I imagine it's always hard when when somebody leaves the show. Were you upset to see Dorinda uh, take a, a moment to herself, or what did you make of that? Well, listen, I you know I love Dorinda, and you know, and um, and it's always sad to see you know uh, a cast member go and. You know, I think she wanted to take a break, and um, and she's doing great. So I'm, you know, I'm happy for her. Of course, we missed her, um, but you know, it it feels like a totally different season. You know, uh, did you see the trailer for Bethany's new show? I know Bethany, I, your former cast member. I know. You know what? I haven't seen it. When did it come out? I didn't even know it came out. It was like yesterday, so it was very oh, okay, fresh. Yes. It was very okay. Fresh. No, I haven't seen it, but I heard it feels just like The Apprentice. Yeah. Did you, how do you feel? What's your relationship with Bethany like? Do you guys ever text? Is there any sort of no, communication? I think, you know, no, I haven't seen her in the Hamptons at all. Um, I, you know, listen, I wish her the best. She finally got that divorce from Jason, uh, you know, and she's not on our show anymore. So I wish her all the success. I really do. In the premiere, we see you and Ramona seem to be getting along really well, which was fun because you guys have been on the show for so long. Can you even Docker. believe that? Can you believe Docker. how long it's been that you've been on this show? 13 years, darling. Wow. I mean, it's crazy, right? And, uh, you know, listen, Ramona and I have had a lot of issues in the past, you know, um, and I feel like Ramona genuinely likes me. <laughs> she never genuinely liked me. There was always some sort of you know, ulterior motive going on with Ramona. You know what I mean? And I never could trust her or feel like she had my back. And that has changed for me. And I think, um, you know, I'm always weary. Um, But her attitude towards me has changed. And so it's changed my attitude towards her. And uh, it's kind of nice to be back on the Upper East Side and have her as my neighbor um, and see that she genuinely cares about me in in a much different way than I... I'm used to seeing in the past. And let me tell you, I'm very instinctual. So it's, I see through the bullshit. She is genuine about her affection for me. And that's, it's nice. It's a nice change. Is there anyone you're not getting along with in the cast, the current cast? You know, I, uh, you know, I've had, I I have my ups and downs, you know, in the very beginning with, um, with Ebony. And uh, as I said, you know, we talk about issues and we get through it and, um, and I have a good relationship with her now. And, you know, surprisingly enough, Sonia and I have some issues along the way, but you'll kind of see that play out. And, you know, I adore Sonia, but, uh, but you'll see there's a little change in the dynamic there too. And I can't quite figure it out, but I will. You know, speaking of Sonia, she's of course been a part of your cabaret in the past, and I've seen your cabaret twice. I, uh, it's one of the best nights out you can possibly have. I, <laughs> I was just saying, it's like, I can't wait for this whole world to open up so we can see Lou on tour yeah, and yeah. all just have a good night out. Um, yeah. what's, are you planning new dates or are you yeah. holding off? What's going on? Yeah, no, no, no. I've, I've got a full calendar coming up and I'm starting off with Christmas shows. Um, because I just, you know, I just felt that was, you know, a safe, a safer bed for me. And, and I love Christmas and I love the holidays and people just want to celebrate. And, you know, um, and so I have a, a new show coming out. I have a new director, which I'm thrilled about, uh, Richard J. Alexander, who is the director of God, so many greats, Kristen Chenoweth and, um, Barbara Streisand, and I'm super excited. I have Ben's Blessing, who's my uh, directed my first shows, and Billy Stritch is on board. And so I am a lucky woman. I'm in very good hands. 
And, you know, I'm going solo. No more kind of guests. I am doing full-on cabaret, and I'm super excited about that. And the dates are coming up November, December. I'll be back on. I'm already doing, you know, a lot of dates, like, around the city, Boston and Connecticut, et cetera, and Jersey. But I want to find the perfect location to do the show in New York. So we're still working on that. So stay tuned. I've been saying for years now, I want you to do a holiday song. Like, can we get a Christmas song from you? Like, what's... I have a Christmas song. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's are we going to get it? Okay. Yeah. Can you tell me anything about it? On the show. <gasps> it you know, it's written by Bruce Roberts, who is an amazing producer. I'm so lucky to work with such, you know, incredible producers and who have worked with, you know, iconic, iconic um, singers and uh, talent. And so, the song is coming out this fall. You'll see it play out on the show. I've included some of the housewives, so you'll get to see that. And the song is amazing, super catchy, um, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So, and I've I been did dying for video. Christmas. I did a music video. Oh yeah, it's an original Christmas song, and it just you can't get it out of your head. Really, I cannot wait. You don't even yeah. know. Like I'm salivating over that. Oh my god, you're gonna love it, Danny. Um, okay, so you've been on the show for 13 seasons. Now, on my show, I often recap your show and we talk, and there's a lot of other recap shows and people do impersonations. And I wonder, is that flattering to you? Is that annoying to you? Like, how do you feel about people uh, kind of impersonating? Yeah, impersonating and also picking apart the show. Right. Well, listen, you know, I. I, I, I love it. I, you know, I don't take it anything personally. I think, you know, uh, impersonation is a big form of, you know, flattery for people and for me and, you know, uh, you gotta, you gotta laugh at yourself and take it, you know, take things lightly. And, um, I enjoy it personally. <laughs> and it's also out of love because we love your show so, so much. I mean, to me, your show is the peak of Bravo. I think you guys Aww. are just the, the best thing on not only Bravo, but truly Roni's my favorite show on, on oh television. Oh my gosh, right now. you are going to love this season then, Danny. I got to tell you, you're going to love it. I can't wait. What can yeah, you spoil? So There's got to be something you could spoil. What's, is there a big fight? What's going on with Heather, Hala Thompson? She shows Whoa. up and then, then she decides no. to dip out. Like what's happening there? Well, listen, she shows up and I don't think it went according to plan. For her. So you're going to see how that unfolds. I, um, I was surprised to hear that they brought Heather back. It's like, you know, um, I didn't quite, I mean, I like Heather. Don't get me wrong. I have nothing, you know, no, no hard feelings with her, et cetera. Um, but I was just surprised. It kind of came out of left field. Uh, and, uh, so it, it doesn't go according to her plan. I don't think. And, um, and somehow, you know, we part ways and I'm not quite sure who parted which way, <laughs> you know, I've heard some things and, and I've, you, yeah. I've heard some things and I, at the very least feel like it's going to be very good TV. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's this rumor about housewives, all stars that is rumored. You're, you're soon might be going to film this all-star thing. Can you tell us anything about it? You might be have to, you know. I might not well, be able listen, to, but tell me something. Well, I, what I can tell you is that I'm going and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it because, you know, I've met a lot of the housewives, of course, and, you know, through Bravo functions, et cetera, and appearances, what have you. And, but you never really get to know the other ladies. And so, you know, there's nothing like going on a vacation to get to know people. So 
I'm really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, I can't talk about it too much, but um, but I have you know some friends that are going from other franchises. But you know, it's going to be interesting to see all the different personalities, and they're strong ones. They really picked well. I can tell you that. I know it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be very, very um, classy. I'm sure it'll be amazing. I can't wait. Um, Luann, I reached out to people and they sent in questions. So I want to get to some of these because there's so sure. many that came in. Lizzie sure. wants to know what happened um, to uh, the Chicago thing on Broadway. Was that, I think you had said on a reunion that you were doing Chicago on Broadway. And then. Well, well yeah, they asked me, they asked me to be in the show and um, I was on tour and it really, it was like, it was just that the, the timing was not right. And I listened that they asked me, I'm so, you know, thrilled to even be asked and to have a, you know, and to have a contract in my inbox from Chicago (laughs) to that never got signed. But, um, but, you know, I would love, love to, when Broadway comes back to, to be in Chicago. So we'll see, you know, I I hope it works out the next time. Luann, we need it. Like I need to see, I need to hear you singing. He had it coming. And yeah. I'm picturing Tom in my head. You singing to Tom that that song. That's what I need. Or the or the one about class. <laughs> yes, Mama Morton's uh, class. Oh, amazing! We need it. Okay, Aaron uh, Calen- uh, Calendulo. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, wants to know if you could cast next season. Is there anyone from the past that you would bring back? You know, it's funny. People have been asking me that. You know, how much do we love Jill Zarin? And uh, and and I'm going to throw you a real. Uh, for a loop is uh, Aviva. Oh, Aviva would be fun. I, we haven't checked in with Aviva at all. I know. I think um, Aviva would be great. I mean, first of all, she's married. <laughs> she's, she's actually a housewife, housewife. with four kids. Um, and so I think Aviva would be great. And, uh, and also Tinsley. I know. I miss Tins. Uh, does Jill pop in at all this season or Tinsley? Do we see them pop in at all? I don't know. I don't know. I can't tell you that. Cause Listen, you know, Leah and her were are tighter, and I, you know, I know Leah and her saw each other. I don't know how much, and so maybe, and maybe oh, we'll see Jill too. I can't wait. Um, you know, Kelly Ben Simone's a former cast member, and she just posted this long YouTube video about Scary Island. She said right. she's coming clean about Scary Island. Yeah, and I think it's good. She needed to come clean. <laughs> there's so much mystery surrounding that trip, and I know you weren't on the trip, but I wonder if you could maybe tell me, like, at that time. Was there any pressure for you as a cast member to go on that trip or were they completely fine with you not going on that trip? Does that make well, sense? Well, they, they weren't happy about me coming on the trip, but it was my daughter's like, I can't remember if it was like her 16th birthday. It was an important birthday and or 18th birthday. How long ago was Scary Allen? I can't was, remember. I don't even know what year. It was, it was a while ago. ago. It was a while ago. So it was my daughter's birthday. I said, you know, I just can't, you know, my family comes first. And, um, and then, uh, and then of course I said to Kelly, I said, you know, you need your wingman with you because I knew that they were going to come for her. And I felt like she just couldn't take it. You know, it was just too much from everybody going after her. Same thing happened to me in Miami, by the way when they were all after me about my cabaret and I didn't bring them their truffle fries and, you know, and then Bethany, you know, lost her shit on me completely, went insane for no reason. Um, And I, you know, me, I just, 
I took it. I said, okay, great girls. And I rewatched that Luann. And I don't know how somebody could sit there and just, you were very poised, oh. which I couldn't imagine being poised in that moment. Yeah. And I just thought she was nuts. Um, and so I was not going to, you know, react, react to somebody who is being crazy. Right. And unfortunately, you know, Kelly's reaction was not, you know, because it was just too much for her. And I think she literally couldn't take it anymore. And uh, so, yeah, I'm glad I missed that that trip. You know, she talks about there being like a health issue with one of the cast members and people were uh, online were thinking that she was talking about Bethany. Bethany was pregnant at the time. Are you able to speak on that at all? Like what was, it was inferred that, you know, Bethany had been going through something and Kelly felt uncomfortable about it. Well, I think that's when Bethany lost her father, right? Oh, right, right, right. That's what she was talking about. I think that was a very hard time for Bethany too. So I think Bethany had very little patience for her at that point, you know? There's so much. Because she was going through her own shit, you know? Right. There was so much lore. that To me, that's the peak of Housewives is that season three. I think it's just so good. I go back to it all the time. Well, the peak of the Real Housewives of New York. Right. But also you guys have had some other, like every season, there's like a couple episodes that I think I watch it. I'm like, how did they do this again? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Right. That's what I say. Every time we finish filming, I'm like, I did it again. (laughs) Or, or before we start filming, how am I going to do this again? (laughs) In the current season, we see Garth show up. Can you tell me about Garth? Well, listen, Garth was my pandemic fling. Everybody needs a pandemic fling if you're lucky. Right. So I found a gorgeous guy, right, who was, like, hanging around the Hamptons. So I was like, hey, let's have a coffee. And, you know, it started with a real, you know, a sizzle, and then it kind of fizzled. And um, and that's okay. We're friends. It's cool. Not like all uncool. And, um, and, and it's okay. You know, I'm busy. I'm, you know, busy with my family and my cabaret show, and I'm making a sparkling rosé non-alcoholic beverage, which I'm super excited about because I am tired of going for having a mocktail and there's not a mixologist at every bar, obviously. So it comes back and it's sweet and it's disgusting and it doesn't taste good. And it's a crapshoot. And then, or you order a a Pellegrino, like our Danny Pellegrino. And do you know that I know the Pellegrinos from Milan when I lived there? I love that. Wait, tell me, tell me. Know them well. Anyway, so, uh, so you order Pellegrino and then somebody goes and people go, I'm like, uh, uh, she doesn't drink. It's boring. So I'm coming up, I'm coming out this fall with an elevated sparkling rosé that's going to knock your socks off. I love and, that. And it's low calorie and there's, there's nothing on the marketplace like that. So I decided out of necessity, my invention is. And it, Something it, that makes me feel like I'm drinking along with everybody else. And it's perfect because that's what it fits perfectly. And I, I agree yeah. with you. We need something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, um, somebody else had written in about the Suez Canal. It was in the news recently. And, um, you yeah, know, what, what were your thoughts stuck? on that? Well, the ship got stuck in the Suez Canal, right? I mean, and that's the canal that the Deliceps actually <laughs> were right. responsible for. Well, that and the Panama Canal. Um, he was the architect for both. So, um, and then it was so di- horrifying to see that, you know, they had all these people in there and dying mm-hmm. and, oh my God, just tragic, yeah, tragic. It was, it was terrible. And I'm sure Ferdinand de la Steps would not be very happy with that. Right. 
Uh, Luann, do you have a favorite moment from all the seasons? You gave me a little uncool of your catchphrase. Is there one catchphrase that you like the most or does that make sense? Well, I got to say one of my favorite lines is, um, let's see, hmm, God. And, you know, I create music around all of these things that happened to me. You know, Money Can't Buy a Class was basically after the first season. Do you have the stock in Giovanni? Like, they, you must have made so much money for Giovanni. Mm, well, we're talking. We're talking. Right. But, you know, I just, I'm getting dresses from there as we speak. You know, I walk in and take, it's, it's, we have a great relationship. And, uh, but I am thinking that I'm going to do a line with Giovanni for, um, for everyone. And, and less evening and more girls' night out. Right. I love that. Where do yeah. you go from here, Luann? How long do you want to be on the show? It feels like you could be on forever. Like, do you want well, to be on forever? Or what do you think? You know, you know, no. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, I'm aging gracefully, as people have been saying to me. And um, I just don't, you know, <laughs> want to be with a cane or a walker or anything like that, but I'm, I'm joking. I'd watch but, it. I'd watch uh, it. Oh my God. Yeah. Me and Ramona in Central Park with I, our walkers. I it's mean, all I want, Luann. Honestly, it's all <laughs> I want. I don't ever want you two to leave. Like I will, even though Ramona, you know, I go back and forth with Ramona, you know, but I don't want her to leave the show. I can't yeah, have it. Like I'm so attached to you all at this point. I know. It broke know. my heart when Dorinda left. I know. I know. I, you know, we were sad about that too, but you know, Listen, you know, I always say, oh, my God, how am I going to do this season? And am I going to do another season? And uh, somehow I get looped in. And, uh, and I, I feel grateful for that because I have an opportunity to, to hopefully, you know, make a difference and, you know, uh, inspire people in some way and, um, and make people laugh. And, you know, and keep, you know, I found my cabaret really through doing The Housewives and that um, that journey, I mean, could last me the, you know, for a very long time. I was just at Marilyn May's 93rd birthday in Boca with my director, with, uh, Richard J. Alexander watching her perform. And, and I said to myself, my God, I can do this for a long time because I really do love it. It really gives me joy. And, um, and so, you know, I feel, that, I feel blessed. Is that the goal or is Broadway the next goal? What's the next goal? Listen, I, you know, who knows? <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just doing me. You broke the girl code. Uh, all that glitters and gold, <laughs> you know? And, you know, I, God, my music saves me, you know? And I was talking about saves that. Saves all can't buy you class. Chic, c'est la vie, c'est bon, c'est bon. And, and all the lyrics, I love the lyrics, you know, writing these lyrics is just so much fun. And we've heard so many Housewives songs come and go, you know, there's been a lot of them, but yeah. yours are all so good. And it's truly, I, no, I don't know. But yours I keep good. doing them, you know, mine are here to stay and the lyrics, because they all tell a story, you know, it's really about storytelling my music. And that's what music is all about is telling a story and being able to relate to that. And you're a storyteller. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why I do my cabaret. Luann, I know I have to let you go, but a, a couple quick questions that I ask every guest. Uh, number one is what their favorite Mariah Carey song is. I love Mariah Carey, and I know she's got a bunch of songs. And then also, all if, I want for Christmas is you, baby. Uh, a classic. Um, and also, if you were choosing for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Bradley Cooper. He's sexy. Luann, what an honor to talk to you. I'm such a oh, huge fan of yours. Thank and, you, Dave. Uh, thank mine. you. It's my pleasure. You're adorable. And thank you for being 
such a big fan. I love you yes. for that. <laughs> I hope to see you in person at some point, but uh, yes, good luck on the Housewives All-Star. My next Christmas show. I'll, you know I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> Luann, thank you Ma. for taking the time. Bye-bye. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye. Bye, honey. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Yeah, yeah. I'm here with the stars of Catfish, Neve and Cami. How are you both doing? Uh, Cami, we'll start with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, one day at a time, double vaxxed. Neve, this catfish thing, when you started it with that documentary so many years ago, did you imagine you'd be creating this word and this world? Like, did you know that this would snowball? 100%. The whole thing was planned out. And I even knew that the pandemic was going to happen. Live. Um, and that we would do a whole ahead. season virtually. Yeah, I've, I'm telling you, I've just been a visionary since day one. So yeah, I knew I knew it was coming. Okay, but um, it mu- but all jokes aside, it must be gratifying to no, see how it's how it's what it's become. Uh, yes, it is. It is genuinely a delight and a surprise every time we film an episode and every time a new episode airs. Because the fact that I get to do what I'm doing, which I really believe is helping people. Um, I don't think of myself as some sort of saint, but I, I do think we're getting people answers to the questions they have. We're also helping people tell the truth and, and, and have some accountability and, 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 you know, own up to their mistakes or, or whatever it might be. And, and I think in making the show, we're also then helping people who are watching potentially avoid having it happen to them. So I, it's, it's amazing that I get to make the show and it's so much fun to do. And I get to work with Cammy and that people love it. And I, I'm, I feel very lucky. Well, we love Cami. I speak on behalf of everyone. I love that when Cami joined. And Cami, did you watch? Uh, I'm sure you must have watched before you officially joined the show. Oh, yeah. I feel like, you know, Catfish raised me <laughs> a little on the younger side. I'm only 28. So when the documentary came out, I think I was in my freshman year of college and or like right before that. And I remember watching it and being like, oh, my God, like. I don't think that we really thought that people were talking to people on the internet that weren't them. Like, I think new, like, you know, phone chat rooms, like, okay, somebody could be like putting on a little bit of a persona or like a different personality, but I don't think that we genuinely believed that the people that we were talking to on the internet weren't who they said they were. I remember being in like, you know, those little penguin chat rooms, like, 
age, sex, location. Like, but then I would also lie about my age. I was like 14 and I'm like 23, Los Angeles. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, you know, we don't, we don't think about it at, at the time. We weren't thinking about catfishing as if it was an actual thing that people did with their lives. So even watching the show unfold, it gets crazier and crazier every single time. Right. There's a show called Pen15 on Hulu, and it's set in 2000, I believe. And they did a, an episode about uh, AOL Instant Messenger. And it it was the sort of start of catfishing in a weird way, uh, but yeah, it was totally. a totally different form. And Neve, I'm curious, how have you seen over the past uh, years uh, since you made the documentary, how has the I don't want to say art of, but how has the process of catfishing, do you think it has changed or evolved? You know, it's interesting. I, I haven't made a precise analysis, but my instinct is to say that it almost hasn't changed at all. And that remarkably, one of the sort of fundamental qualities that exist inside of every human um, is this ability to believe what it is you want to believe to, no matter what. And so I think there are just certain people who are more susceptible and sort of vulnerable to deception. And it, it doesn't even matter. I mean, with, with all the technology we have, it's so easy to know who you're talking to. And yet if you're not trying to find out the truth, you don't care how, how little information you're getting. It's almost better the less you get because you're, you're happier imagining that what you're getting is, is what you want. So it doesn't, it, it's not that much harder to catfish now than it, than it was back then, because if, you, if someone's willing and, and ready to get catfished, it doesn't matter. Cammy, you know? I'm curious, what have you sort of learned? This is a heavier question, but about the human condition after coming on full time. Cause I feel like, even just watching this show, I'm learning about how people sort of uh, situate themselves in the world. Yeah. I mean, I think one important thing for even viewers to recognize is like, you only see 45 minutes of days worth of shooting and understanding this person and, and getting to know them that, that we get. And it was very difficult for me at first, you know, coming on, obviously it's a fun job. It's a fun show to watch, but I'm an empath at heart. So it, it is a lot taking on a lot of that energy and just, you know, hearing some of these stories that can be really, really heavy at times. Um, and I remember when I first started, you know, even friends that would watch the show just for fun when it wasn't even max, they're like, how do you not laugh at these people when they're telling you these crazy stories? And I'm like, well, if you were, if you were in that room and like listening to what they were saying, you wouldn't laugh. Because a lot of it is really, really heavy. And I, I think I've just learned that empathy goes a long way. And sometimes it's better to just listen and come from a place of trying to understand versus trying to judge and demean and degrade. Yes, there are times when, you know, I have to come for people because that's called accountability. But at the end of the day, I think we try to land at, at you know, a, a place of understanding and love and respect. Neve, I'm sure you get asked this all the time, but I'm very curious. Why do you think people say yes to signing these releases and coming on this show? And why? Yeah, I, I, I get asked that a lot. But I think more than that, I just think about that a lot. Um, 
And, and the best answer I could probably give is we just filmed an episode a couple days ago um, where at the end, the catfish, um, who's interestingly, whose, whose biggest lie was actually their age, um, which I don't know if we've ever had an episode like that. Anyway, he was very concerned that we would come for him and, uh, you know, really give him a hard time and judge him and, and be tough on him. And, you know, while we obviously discussed the issues and, and pointed out his mistakes, we were very objective and, and open-minded to hearing from him and letting him sort of tell his side of the story. And he, he said at the end, he said, I just wanted to say thanks to you guys. I really didn't know what to expect. I thought maybe you'd be harder on me, but this experience was so positive. I got to tell the truth. I got to talk to this person I've been, I've been wanting to talk to sort of let this burden off my chest and I can't imagine it going any better. And so I think that's sort of the hope is that that catfish can come out from behind their lies. They can apologize or, or whatever their plan might be. In some cases, obviously they want to sort of humiliate someone, unfortunately, but whatever it might be, they, they, they accomplish their goal. Um, and in most cases have our support. Um, and, and, you know, obviously also, our uh, constructive criticism at times. Um, but we're pushing people to, to be honest and be real and to hopefully feel better about themselves in the end. So I think that's, that's mainly why. You know, Cami, I'm curious if you've seen a boom of this during the pandemic, because now everything has become virtual. I mean, we're doing this, this interview virtual, whereas normally we'd be in person. And now uh, I wonder, do you think there's a, a boom in it? Definitely. I've seen more of my friends even questioning whether or not they're being catfished by people that they meet on dating apps. And, you know, more and more people are flooding in with DMs. You know, Neve's been saying, like, we're curious to see what happens next year. Like, once things are opened up and people have more time to talk to these internet friends, you know, I think that in, you know, next season is going to be when we really see the effects of what this pandemic has brought. But um, I definitely think that, you know, this time has allowed people who would have never probably gone on a dating app to begin with, because maybe yeah. they had a flourishing dating life in their city. Um, good for them, because I've got a lot of friends in LA that are looking for a date. Yeah. Um, you know, now those people are more likely to get on apps and they don't have the tools. Like they don't, they don't realize or know or think like, oh, I could be getting duped by somebody that I just yeah. met on this app, you know, because they would pull those kinds of guys in real life or girl, whatever. They would pull those people in real life. So they're not thinking that they would get on the internet and it not be the same. Right. Neve, I feel like as the show has gone on, people must have learned different tips and tricks as well as they're catfishing. And we've seen on the show, there's always, I feel like uh, every season there's an episode or two where it becomes next level. And you think like, how did, you know, it's something surprising. What do we have to look forward to this season is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> um, I think this season, because it's so much rooted in the sort of heart of quarantine and, and the pandemic brought about a lot of uh, situations with people who were already involved with each other. We saw a lot of relationships kind of called into question um, via 
mischievous internet profiles and relationships. Um, and I think that's really interesting uh, to see how, you know, when, when you're not distracted by your, your, your regular routine and when you, when you delete the sort of social interactions and, and friendships of socializing and things like that, and you're sort of forced to stay in your home or house or place with your per- person, you know, you have to find ways to, I don't know, occupy your time, but also it raises questions about the relationship. And sometimes one might feel like the best way to find an answer to that is to create a sort of external force or person or profile to stir the pot, you know? Are you guys getting back to in-person stuff? I mean, I'm not sure if you're in production yet for the next season, but. We are never not in production. That's the funny part. We've been filming nonstop since the start of the pandemic. And I don't yeah. know when we're ever going to stop, but Neve and I are in person now. So that's nice because before, you yeah. know, we've all just been on Zoom. But unfortunately, for whatever reason, we can't meet up or travel or, you know. I think I think we're hoping, though, that by maybe sometime this summer or fall, we will be. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my favorite moment is, of course, the fat ass Kelly Price, which has become a, a meme in and of itself. And uh, do you have a favorite moment, Neve, throughout the years? Is there something that sticks out? Huh. Favorite moment. Cammy, um, Cammy, if you have one that yeah. sticks out. Well, I like it when, well, I, my son, oh, I'm clapping with Justin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually find my favorite moments are usually when either Max or Cammy kind of lose their cool. I I love that. Every For me, episode, that's, that's the most fun. So, like when Max kind of, there was one episode where he walked out on on the on the catfish because he didn't like the way he was acting. I love that moment. And Cammy, when you got into that fight with Ashley, I love that. that I love funny. that stuff. I love I love being around confrontation. Right, because he gets and, to be and, like and the and good not guy. involving me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, I want to wrap this up, but. Uh, has any celebrities reached out to you? Have any celebrities reached out to you guys? I'm sure there have been some. We've seen a, a little bit on the show, but is there anyone that has reached out to you that maybe we don't know about? I mean, I saw Chris Brown at a party the other day, and he said oh that he, he watches the show, and he watched the episode that I was on where the girl we were helping thought she was talking to Chris Brown for two oh or God. three years. And um, he was like, you would not believe how many girls show up at my house in L.A. thinking that they've been talking to me on the Internet. And they haven't. But, you know, people's for I don't know why, you know, people are able to get celebrities addresses like that. At, at Los Angeles is kind of like the place for to know where celebrities live. So I was I was shocked because I was just like, like, this is a thing outside of the show. And he was like, you would be amazed. Right. Did you follow the Dina Lohan of it all? Did you guys My Dina God, Lo- talking about that? What was yeah, going on no, there? I, I mean, I got weirdly, I got reached out to when that whole thing was happening because there were a number of women who had had negative experiences with the guy that she's in a, a relationship with. And, and I was hoping that I could help tell their story and also educate Dina as to the sort of truth about this guy. Um, it hadn't happened, but it might still happen. Uh, and I'm still involved and in hoping that I, I can 
be of some assistance. So we'll see. I know I said I'm wrapping this up, but at what point would you tell a friend if they're talking to someone and they haven't met in person, when would you step in and say, you, you need to either figure this out or you need to get out of this? Immediately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, pretty early. I would say. I, but it's easy to say that when right. it's not happening to you. Yeah. And it's hard to tell a friend who's so happy and has this wonderful person who's messaging them all these lovely things and making them feel good. Like, ah, you should stop talking to that person. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's important that friends help their friends, whether with or without their permission. So if you can get some dirt on the guy or girl and do some of your own research and find some actual info, and then present it instead of just saying, oh, well, you, if you, I think you're probably getting catfish, but that's, you gotta, you gotta come, come with some facts, you know? Right. Yeah. My sisters think that I'm like way too paranoid. Like one of my sisters has been Snapchatting this guy. I hope my mom's not listening. She's going to be like, which one is that? Um, <laughs> but she's been Snapchatting this guy she met on Hinge. And I'm like, have you FaceTimed with him? It's been two weeks. And she's like, no, but like I have him on Snapchat. And I'm like, but you haven't FaceTimed him. She's like, but I have him on Snapchat. I'm like, that's not enough. Do you know what's out there? And she's like, okay, Miss Catfish, like, it's okay. Like, you know, not everyone's out to get everyone, but you have to, everyone is a suspect. No, but I think everyone is a suspect. If I learn anything from the Scream franchise, that's it, uh, mm-hmm. Cammie. Yeah. Now I ask every guest this, so I just want to wrap this up by saying, uh, what's your favorite Mariah Carey song? And then also, if you were choosing for People Magazine Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Neve, you can answer if you'd like, but... <laughs> Wait, you know. Cammie should go first. Yeah. Okay. Mariah Carey song, first of all, there's so many. I know. Oh my God, probably Baby Doll. <sighs> that would probably be me. You know, I dressed up as Mariah Carey for Halloween. I know. And also, I love that you gave me that answer because I ask every single one of my guests this. And most people say All I Want Honey. for Christmas is You, which I, which oh, I oh understand. God. It's a great song, but I just, oh, I appreciate, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate when somebody gives me something juicy or different about it. Baby Doll and Sexiest Man Alive. Obviously, I'm going to pick Neve. I'll stop. Hair, okay, besides Neve. Full chest hair uh, <laughs> cover. Besides Neve and besides my boyfriend. Oh my God. I don't know. Oh, probably Lil Nas X. (laughs) Great answer. Love it. Love it. He's so sexy. Yes. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made 
for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And Neve, if you'd like to answer those questions, we'd love to hear it. Um, are you running? Is that, that when honestly, you believe? Yes. Oh. That is the jam. I rewatched um, Prince of Egypt over quarantine, and I was like, I cried. It's so I cried. Good. You know, they only performed that song live twice. It was like I, I think the Academy Awards and Oprah. Yeah, and- iconic. Uh, there it is. Anyway, so that's guys- definitely my fave. You're speaking right to my heart. You too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sexiest man alive. Um. Who do I have a crush on? <laughs> so many. So many people. A lot to choose from. It does sound, it sounds a little like whatever, but I, I have to say, Harry Styles at the Grammys kind of got me. Yeah, he's sexy. Okay, yeah, same. He's got yeah, like yeah. an he's got an energy to him too. It's yeah. just a, a sexy energy. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for taking the time. It was truly a pleasure. And I uh, if want to encourage everyone if you're watching this on the YouTube channel to like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff, and find me and them on social media and watch Catfish on MTV. I'm so excited for the whole season. Thank Tuesday you so nights. much. Tuesday thank night. You.